What's up, Magic fans? The games are underway and DraftKings is bringing you to the podium. DraftKings free-to-play pools are available every day of the games in Tokyo and offering a free shot at up to $50,000 in total cash prizes. That's up to $50,000. Up for grabs and the best part is that's free-to-play. DraftKings free-to-play pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app, go to pools, and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. All you have to do is answer a handful of questions around what you think is going to happen during the day's event and track your results throughout the evening to see if you will achieve a victory. Questions will range from medal counts to questions specific to the USA team. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code TBPN when you sign up to get your free shot at up to $50,000 in total cash prizes every day of the games in Tokyo. Head to DraftKings Pools page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code TBPN for a limited time only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for full details. Live from Orlando, Florida, you're now listening to the Ozone Podcast, the voice of Orlando Magic fans. Join us every week for a unique fan perspective on all of the latest Magic news and updates. The show starts now. What's up, Magic fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Ozone Podcast, brought to you by DraftKings and part of the Basketball Podcast Network. We're your hosts, Al, myself, Anthony, and today is July 30th and we're just one day post NBA draft we're supposed to drop this episode out late last night Al and I we were at the uh, NBA draft party over at the Amway and it got a little too late so we decided that we're gonna wait listen to the NBA um or the Orlando Magic press conference and then drop an episode out today what's what's up Al what's going on man this, this is an exciting one I've, I've been dying to do this S- super exciting I, I need a I need a vent I need a I need to get all my thoughts out um so without further ado with the fifth pick in the 2021 NBA draft, the Orlando Magic select Jalen Suggs. Time out. You don't mean uh, Scotty Barnes? Nah, Scotty Barnes, man. <laughs> you mean get one of those machines where you kind of hit the button and then applause happen in the background? Yes. Jalen Suggs, man. Man. Dude. What, what, what a know, night. What a you night. Know, I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. I'm a little, I'm a tad bit embarrassed that we were so like, mad and disappointed with the nba draft lottery like now now like in hindsight you know because because really when when we find out that we're getting the fifth pick you know our mindset is damn we're gonna get kaminga that's it fifth pick kaminga that's all we thought about and then a couple weeks go by and it's scotty barnes scotty barnes scotty barnes espn bleacher report the athletic, the ringer, everyone is saying Orlando Magic and Scotty Barnes. Then the moment of truth. We arrive. We get here. The first pick, Kay Cunningham, expected. Second pick, Jalen Green, expected. Third pick, Evan Mobley, expected. But when that fourth pick came out and the words from the commissioner's mouth was Scotty Barnes. I'm I'm sure like time had to have frozen for like half a second. Like something magical, no pun intended, something <laughs> magical happened at that moment. Because everyone in the Amway went ballistic. I've seen the videos, 
I've seen people tag us, showing their reaction, and nobody, not one person, maybe maybe a couple, but not one person expected for Jalen Suggs to fall five, for no. Scotty Barnes to be selected. Because at that point, you knew for a fact that that very next pick, Jalen Suggs was coming to Orlando. Dude, wow! It, it felt it felt surreal. And again, we we had a, a decent group of us at the, at the Amway last night. And man, like you said, the moment the Raptors pick was announced, it was insane. I don't know what got a louder ovation that moment when the Raptors announced it picked, or when we picked sucks. I think when we picked sucks, when, when it became official, it was a louder cheer from the fans. But man, we started. I know the videos on Twitter. You guys can see it. We started jumping up and down. We started high fiving. Like it was just surreal. And for me personally, if you've been listening to the podcast, I, I've been saying for a while now, like, give me one of the Jalen guys or give me Kate Cunningham. Like, I wanted a wing. That's what I wanted. I didn't want Mobley. And he may be an amazing player, but I just didn't see a fit for us right away on our team. The moment I saw Jalen Suggs was an option and we grabbed him, my goodness, man. It, again, like you said, it kind of went from bad, right, at the lottery to worse in becoming Scotty Barnes, the popular name, to then actually magic happening that night. And we ended up getting sucks instead. It's a real moment for sure. Part of me was confused. Uh, I was extremely confused because when you hear Scotty Barnes, like you you hear, you know, the Raptors are going to part ways with Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry maybe going to Philly, maybe going here, going there. Jalen Sucks would fit perfectly in Toronto, an easy transition for Kyle Lowry. Yeah, they got Fred Van Vliet. Maybe he can kind of you know, hold it down himself, but it's, it's Jalen Suggs. Like, everyone is talking about how much this dude is a stud. There's zero reason for them to to pass on him. They have Pascal Siakam. So now, with Scotty Barnes, I'm not sure if you saw the viral video that was going around about the, uh, the Raptors fan base, their reaction yeah. to the drafting of Scotty Barnes. And uh, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't have the same reaction that we had. Let's be honest. Not at all. Like not, not even, at all. Not even close. And you can't blame them. I think again with the Magic pick at five, I would have kind of felt that way, even with Barnes, because again, I just didn't see a fit for him in our roster, and I was so happy when the Raptors took him, not only because it meant Jalen sucks for us, but also because it meant we're not getting Scotty Barnes. Like I just didn't see how he would fit with us. Amazing talent, amazing energy on the court. Him and Cole, I kept saying in our episodes, would be amazing together on the court, the energy. But no, I'm okay. Give me anyone but him. And man, for Jalen to drop to us in our laps, literally. Um, John Hammond today spoke in the radio, um, radio station interview, and he said it too. He's like, we didn't find out, just like the fans, until the Raptors pick was announced. So we didn't know about it until it happened. And when he did, they reacted in a similar way that the fans did in their draft draft war room, as they call it. So, I mean, the energy was felt in the front office, the fan base, social media. Again, the impact this kid's going to have in our franchise is going to be ridiculous. I mean, it, it, it was not expected. I don't know about you, but I, I went into the draft thinking, Kuminga is going to be the guy, probably, or Barnes, and then who knows at eight. But I was mentally ready for that. Yeah, and you immediately, granted, okay, draft finishes, you start doing your your research because I, I didn't see a scenario like zero percent chance that Jalen was going to fall. Zero percent. Nope. I honestly didn't see it. I saw selecting Scotty Barnes. That's what I envisioned. I mentally prepared myself. 
And then just kind of reading all the different um, grades that were given. And everyone is is high praise uh, for the outcome of the Orlando Magic. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about Franz Wagner in a little bit, but you you have a player that can, in Jalen Suggs, you have a player that can be that the alpha guy, the the number one option. Uh, your your Damian Lillard, your the the player the uh, Kendrick Perkins kind of made a I thought it was a little funny, but he he used the analogy the the head of the snake, and I and I truly believe that somehow some way we were able to get that done because this is a player that it's not like before, man. We don't we don't need time to develop. We don't. He doesn't need a a couple more years. This isn't a a project pick. This is a player that right now you can implement in your roster that's going to go in on that court, do damage, and work. And he's a player that I'm expecting to start on day one. Yeah. How? That's your job. I'm expecting for Jalen Suggs to be in that starting lineup day one. Yeah, I I think you have to, right? Whether it's the one or the two, who knows? But you got to start him. And again, that leads to a million questions, which we'll talk about later in the episode. Because we have a lot of wings and a lot of wings that honestly deserve playing time. Not only the young guys, but we have some vets that have proven themselves and they need to get minutes. So we'll talk about that later in the episode. But I agree with you. You got to start him. This is a guy that gives us a marquee name, a national name. One one thing I'm guaranteeing you right now, we will be on ESPN at least once or twice this season just because of Jalen Suggs. And that's what I wanted. I wanted a marquee name, a guy that kids know, the fan base gets excited. Because of that one player, we haven't had that. Like Carl Anthony's cool and all, RJ Hampton, like we we love him in Orlando, but they don't have that national media attention. Jay yeah, I turned on. I turned on ESPN early this afternoon. Immediately, the minute that I turned on, we're talking. We're talking the Orlando Magic. We're talking yeah. about Jalen Suggs. Yeah, and it's funny because uh, Jalen Rose was saying a little bit earlier before we before we hired um, uh, Coach Mosley. That in order, in order for for us to talk about you guys, we need you guys need to hire Coach Penny. Hmm. You want us to you want us to to respect you guys, hire Coach Penny, hire Coach P. And he brought up a really he I didn't agree with that. He brought up a really good point. We've gone so long without having any respect on the franchise from an outside perspective from the national media. It's been a really really long time, and. To get a, a player of Jalen Suggs' caliber is going to be franchise-changing. Uh, uh, Mike Smith, uh, Schmitz, is it? Mm-hmm. Maybe. The 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 scouter for the ESPN, that he does a lot of the scouting report videos and, and is their main analyst, um, he considers Jalen Suggs as um, a, a franchise shifter, a culture shifter believes that Jalen Suggs is going to be able to really take this team back to a level that we are respected nationally. And man, how, how can you not believe it? How can you not breathe that in and really truly see that that is really a possibility soon in the near future? We're not talking about five years down the road. We're talking about like now take a look at the young roster that we have. I, this this rise it's starting like I get that we have a lot of guards and a lot of wings and we still got to figure some things out, 
but this this vision that Jeff Waltman has created that some people in the beginning were really off on it's starting to take shape man it's starting to look like it's finally coming together yeah i think you you can you got to be excited for what sucks it's going to do it like you said immediately um one thing we've talked about is like hey are playoffs realistic we've had some of our audience ask us that in our in our mailback segments like next season what do we do are we playoff contenders are we going to be uh looking to tank Honestly, man, I think now that you have sucks in the mix and depending on what we do with free agency and how things play out with some trades, which may still go down, again, I really believe we can play for the playing tournament, man. Like I, I think we have enough young talent. The only team or the only thing that can impact that will be health. If J.I. unfortunately gets hurt again, Markel gets hurt again, that type of stuff. But if we stay healthy... I think our team is going to surprise a lot of people, especially those teams that are like the Lakers and uh, I don't know, the East and Celtics that come to Orlando thinking it's an easy win. I'm going to rest Jason Tatum and LeBron. Mm -hmm. And then we go and we beat them. That may happen a lot next season. It may be just enough for us to get into that 10th seed or 9th seed in the East. Um, but man, it's exciting. Again, it, it rejuvenated the fan base. We went from drafting a project to drafting a guy that we know for sure is going to lead this team. Maybe not next year right away, but in the ne very near future. And be the face of the franchise again. Ji also has that the attribute to himself, but this kid has him on a national level, which again we haven't had that in so many years. 2019 Mr. Football for the state of Minnesota, 2020 Mr. Basketball. I think what makes Suggs so unique is that he has that that football pedigree. He has that football mindset. Um, he talked a lot about you know some of the things that would translate from you know being a quarterback in football to the hardwood is that he's he embraces the contact and you see a lot of his highlights that he's really like he's, he has a six foot four frame 205 pounds like he's a big guard and he's really good at lowering that shoulder he's really good at at absorbing that contact and and still finishing and the part that really stood out to me and the part that's really scary is that I can't remember what interview it was I want to say it was um uh, immediately after he was drafted um, but he he said that this is going to be the first time that he gets a chance to really focus on only basketball. Yep. That normally he would only put maybe 70% into basketball. The rest would be into football. So he's an elite player that was drafted fifth in the NBA draft and only focusing 70%. Hmm. That's it. Scary. So what is, what is this kid going to look like? Focusing 110%. He already has like that mindset of if it's me or you, it's definitely going to be me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to run through a wall. You're going to have to really tackle me down. He's bringing that mindset from the football side. So now he's focusing everything. Like this is your bread and butter. And this is what you're, this is your job professional. You're, you're going out there. I, I think that when we take a look, obviously I'm biased, but you take a look at two, three years down the line, we, we look back at this draft and, and they do the, uh, the redrafting that people are going to be like, how in the world did you let Suggs pass by? How did you let that happen? I mean, don't forget a lot of draft analysts kept saying throughout the draft yesterday, Suggs was probably the second best prospect in that draft. Yep. And, and they really believed Houston could have drafted him at number two. So Again, this kid dropped. It could be a, a situational thing where the Cavs don't need a point guard. The Raptors apparently don't either. He fell to us. But I think if the if the Rockets needed a point guard, 
and Jalen Green was there, you don't know. Maybe they they want that leader. They want that guy that can lead that team to 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 greatness in the future, and they would have taken him. Um, so, man, again, I just wanted one of the Jalen guys or Cade. We ended up with Suggs, which is, dude, waking up today felt a lot better, that's for sure, than it has for the past three months. Ow, why were we so upset at lottery? Why were we so mad? Everything's going to be all right. We just had to wait a couple couple weeks, a month or so. We would have been good. Listen, I wouldn't change a thing. No reason, man. I wouldn't change a thing, though. Like, I love the fact that we kind of felt bad about the way things played out, the way that we knew, hey, Kaminga's going to be there. Or The hard. emotional roller coaster is insane. Exactly. It's and insane. I love it. I love it. And I love the fact that we were there at Amway yesterday to watch it all kind of go down. And, it, you know, I wouldn't change it for the world. Like, it really, it was worth every minute of us losing all the games last season like it made it worth it because at the end of the day we got rewarded for it whether thanks toronto like that's that's all i can say thanks toronto because thanks toronto thank you philly thank you denver Denver. chicago thank you chicago we need to send them all we need to send them all a gift basket (laughs) (laughs) send them all a gift basket from the ozone podcast so what was neat also was that yesterday at the um at the draft party at the amway uh, RJ Hampton was there with uh, Wendell Carter, and after Suggs got drafted, um, he FaceTimed him. So apparently, RJ Hampton and Suggs, they have a really good relationship, knowing each other for a really long time. Um, so the fact that there's some type of connection there, which is crazy because we didn't draft RJ Hampton, we got him via trade. Yeah. So the fact that they end up being on the same team together after playing you know, on Team USA um, together previously in the past, um, it's, it's going to be fun to watch the two of them really develop. Um, if you saw Cole Anthony, Cole Anthony, I posted, he was at the actual Barkley center watching the draft live and he was hella excited once he heard Jalen Suggs, like super excited. Um, and the way that Cole Anthony is, he's, he's infectious and everything that everything's like, he's hyped about everything all day long. Like that, that's just how his personality is. And the magic, man, we, we really, we got a really good young group and you know if if you're not excited about this this team right now and what has happened then i really don't know what what it would take for you to be excited yeah yeah now with that being said great we drafted Jalen suggs with the fifth pick and uh now with the eighth pick of the 2021 nba draft the orlando magic select franz wagner I feel bad a little bit. I feel bad a little bit because the minute that the Magic drafted Scotty Barnes in the Amway, chance, we want Suggs. We want Suggs. And then we get Suggs, everyone goes ballistic. Yep. Right? <laughs> now we get to the eighth. And people were, you know, at, at that point, me personally, I was I was kind of like, all right, if Kaminga falls to eight, damn, that's a, that's a home run. He ends up going seven to Golden State. But we had options at eight. Book Knight was still on the board. Moses Moody was still on the board. A lot of valuable scores that we really, really wanted. When they announced Wagner, you hear like the arena just flatline. Yeah. It wasn't boo. Like they were not booing, but there was like a little bit of a why or a who. Why, why him? Again, it, I, I think we were all ready to hear Bug Knight's name, Moody's name. Like that was just kind of what we expected. But I'll surprise you here. I've done my my 
research on this kid today. I didn't know I, much about like him either. Everyone, like everyone does. And I got to tell you, man, like it makes a ton of sense though. Like when you play it back and you say, okay, why? You know, again, you know, I've been a Moody fan since day one. I'm like, I won the kid in Orlando. He's going to shine here. But one thing to understand is, okay, so you, you draft the Suggs who dropped to us unexpectedly. Nobody expected that. So now do you draft another guard and now make it five or six, seven shooting guards that pretty much need to play? How's all that going to work? The Magic were ready to draft a small forward, power forward at five. That was the expectation. And then at eight, you would draft, whether it's Wagner still or Moody or Bugnight, whoever was left. So this was kind of a curveball, in my opinion, even though Hammond in an interview said today that no matter what, they were going to draft him. So I don't know if there was a promise involved there or what happened. But this kid is 6'11", plays really, really good defense. He was six foot nine. Yeah. During March Madness. Six foot nine March Madness. So during this time period, since his last basketball game, grew two inches. Six foot eleven. Yep. And it's, again, he's a real small forward. Like I know he's tall, but he's a legit small forward. If you watch his tape, he can move those feet really, really well. He's an amazing defender. And better yet, he only shot the ball one percent worse than Moody from the three point range. So and. I posted it on Twitter. I said, who would you rather have, player A or player B? Player A on Twitter, that was Wagner, if you didn't know. Every category except points per game and that 1% in three-pointers, Wagner's a better player in every category. And he is five inches taller. So I ask you, what would you do in that situation? If you have those two players on the board, what would you have done? Hindsight. Right. Now that we were allowed we were allowed to kind of just let everything kind of you know settle down a bit. I do my research. Granted, I'm I'm cheating a little bit because I've been doing research since you know nine o'clock this morning. Work <laughs> and research at the same time doesn't it's not 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 the great scenario, but I made it happen. And it it again, yeah, you're you're right. It makes a whole lot of sense. Uh, Suggs is ball dominant. Cole Anthony, ball dominant. Markel Fultz, ball dominant. You still have Terrence Ross, Gary Harris on your roster. RJ Hampton. RJ Hampton. You know, these are these are players that they're go, go, go. Like, they're trying to put the ball in the basket. And as much fun as having a book night would have been, I still think that a player like Moses Moody would have been a really good fit. Um, this is a versatile player that can play both the three and the four. The fact that he is now six foot eleven is bananas, and he's a player that, so sophomore in college, two seasons for Michigan. He's still nineteen years old, and he's still younger than Barnes, Mobley, and Jalen Sucks. Mm-hmm. Younger in age. Now there's. The the only concern, because this is a player that can do a whole lot of everything. He's not expected to be an all-star caliber player. You know, they project him to be a really solid role player. But he doesn't need the ball in his hand to be effective. And I think that when you get a player like Jalen Suggs, why not? Why not with the eighth pick? And I was kind of thinking about this earlier today. The magics are are the magic we have like that AI system that we've invested in and we're able to collect data from college games and 
you know, it's supposed to be an advantage that no other team really has. And I think that obviously they did because they invested in it, but this just sounds like a player that they really made that decision based on the collected data. Like you don't, you didn't need that data for, for Suggs, but you needed that data for a player like um, Wagner that was projected to go, you know, 10, 11, 12, and we end up selecting at eight. But you know what's funny? Like, if, if you look at the mock drafts, the, the latest ones, like yesterday and, and Wednesday night, people really thought the Warriors were going to pick them. And right after us, you had Memphis and you had Sacramento, who really, really liked them. And Weltman said the moment they picked them, they got called straight away, trying to get him from the Magic and, and get some sort of package for him. So there was interest for this guy. The Magic are not crazy. They didn't reach, you know, like the, the Spurs did, right? Drafting Primo from 29th overall, projected to... 11th. No, no, no. We, what was we that? Draft, I have no idea. My <laughs> goodness. So my point is we drafted a guy that was projected to go in that range. Um, and like you said, you, you hit a hundred percent right in the head. Like this kid does everything on the court that you need a small forward or a non ball dominant player to do. He sets picks, he cuts the basket, he rebounds. Well, he shoots the three, he plays good defense. So this is a perfect kid to say, Hey, go in the corner, let Markel create, let sucks create. And all you got to do is cut to the basket or stay open so we can hit you and hit a three. Like, we don't need him to be an all-star. And, and that's that's the crazy part about his game. Like, if if you're not familiar with this game, we're going to we're gonna end up doing a, um, a reaction video to his highlights. That way people can kind of get really introduced to him. And I'm sure that a lot of people have already done their research on him. Um, but, yeah, he's 6'9", six 6'11". Foot six foot he's not – this isn't like a big man, big man. Like, this is someone that literally he's, – he's a Swiss army knife does everything he's able to put the ball on the floor this dude is able to find the open man he's a great playmaker he can hit the shot um he has a block rate of a big man at 3.2 percent and a steal rate of a guard at 2.3 percent so this is literally someone that can guard multiple positions and again he's he's someone that you have in your also some of the things that scott barnes when i that short time period that I really convinced myself that he was the guy. What I liked about Scotty Barnes is that he was able to do so many different things. He was able to guard one through five. What I like about Wagner, not saying that he's able to guard one through five, but he's he he's has lateral feet, good lateral feet that he's able to guard the smaller guards. And now he has that big body frame that he's able to guard, you know, the bigger players. Um, so I again I, I think that that we did we did a really good job at the eight. I didn't think that yesterday, but today after doing the research, um and, and a lot of the national media they they agree with it also. They they've been rating the Orlando Magic, you know, A minus, B plus, A plus, kind of all over the board. But people really, really like the uh the two players that we're bringing home. Yeah, I think it's the first time that I can remember that the magic are being rated or the draft grades are coming out. And the Magic are top three, top four in the NBA with the, the way that they drafted. Um, I can't remember that ever being the case. Even when we got J.I. and everybody else, the complaint was, like, you know, these guys need years to build their bodies. They're not quite ready. Similar to what Kaminga would have been. Um, so, yeah, man, it feels great to, to look back and say, hey, we got A+, plus, A-, minus, A as draft grades from this draft analyst. So they know something that we don't know about Wagner and, and, and what we got in him. So again, I think based on our roster, he's a great fit. And again, yesterday at Q, I didn't think that way. I really wished we would have gotten Moody yesterday. But looking back at it now, it makes perfect sense.
He uh, has shades of Lamar Odom and Danilo Gallinari based on the uh, the Ringer draft guide that they have. Um, and there's a lot to be excited about. Lots of because now the question is, you know, what do you do with his brother? I know. Do you bring his brother back. Well, he took his number, he, right? So he's he gonna wear number twenty one. <laughs> um, I would like to see it. I, I think there's not many centers out there that I would want to see in the Magic as a third string center behind Bamba and Carter um, Carter Jr. Then then Wagner. I think that would make perfect sense. Like this kid just hustles, plays hard, has a chip on his shoulder. Uh, so why not? You know, like, it makes sense. Yeah. Now the Magic also had the thirty third pick. And, uh, you know, in typical Orlando Magic fashion, the Orlando Magic ended up deciding to trade the 33rd pick to the L.A. Clippers, which I'm a little disappointed. Okay, they trade them. I get it. We have a lot of young players. I get it. But the fact that they ended up drafting, like, an Orlando kid, I think kind of hurt my soul a little bit. Just a little bit. Boone yeah. kid, Jason Preston out of Ohio. Yeah. It would have been a great story for sure. Like, you know, this kid, again, from Orlando, his story, is, it's incredible to get to the point that he's at right now. He would, have been, he would have been perfect for the Lakeland Magic. That's what I'm thinking. Like, you know, you you pick him, you send him to Lakeland for a whole year, heck, two years if you need to, and that's it. Like, if he never pans out, who cares? But I don't get it. And what we got back was pretty much nothing. Like, we got a 2026 second-round pick that more than likely won't be better than what we had at, you know, the 33rd. We, we, got, we got cash also. True, true. It's a couple, nice dinner couple, for a couple extra, couple extra vending machines and in, in at the Amway. It's a nice dinner for John and Jeff. Uh, they yeah. it. <laughs> now, all right. So that's it. We're done. No more, no more speculating. No more reading all these crazy, wacky mock drafts that that really weren't anywhere near it, except the one on Orlando Magic HQ done by our boy Jay. That was a great one. <laughs> All the other ones were just like really confusing. <laughs> what what would you grade if you had a if you had a stamp, you know, a, a education a educational school system grade on this draft? What would you give it? I'm gonna give it an A plus. A plus. Just can't because do can't do no wrong. Listen, just because I was one of those guys that said I'm willing to trade the five and the eighth pick. For the third, like I was, I was ready for that to jump up and get a Mobley, a Suggs, Jalen Green, whoever. The fact that we did that without having to trade anything, and the fact that we got another guy in, in Wagner that again may not be an all star, may not be an amazing player, we got him for free in, in, in a sense, right? Like we got him, in, you know, Vooch, of course, but I'm saying in my mind, for us to jump up and get a guy like Suggs, it would have costed us the eighth pick some way, somehow. It didn't. So for that reason, again, we got two guys that fit in in our roster right away. They can start playing right away next season. I'm sold. A plus, if you ask me. I see the way that I view uh, Wagner is I, I really don't even view him as a draft pick, if that makes sense. Like I, I view him as we we traded for him, right? Because we traded Vooch and and Chief. Um, and we got back Otto Porter, the eighth pick, and a future first. Um, so I'm grading it based on literally just Jalen Suggs. And Plus. <laughs> this is the biggest, the biggest win that you can possibly imagine. Um, Mike Schmitz and, and Kendrick Perkins, they were on uh, the jump with Rachel Nichols, and they were they were kind of 
uh, talking about, you know, what were some of the teams that that surprised you or what who were some of the winners? And in typical Kendrick Perkins fashion, he said, oh, the Detroit Pistons, because they had the balls to draft K Cunningham. But then Mike Smith ended up saying that, you know, the uh, the team that he sees as as a winner outside of the top three, because top three was kind of solidified was the Orlando Magic. And granted, you know, the Magic didn't do anything crazy. It's not like we traded up to get Jalen Suggs. He just kind of fell in our laps. Um, it, it does it does take a certain amount of of confidence and faith and definitely luck for them to decide, hey, we're not we're not gonna trade up, we're not gonna trade down, we're gonna stay put and we're gonna see how this kind of this how this kind of you know shakes out. And again, the fact that we we landed, we were able to take home Jalen Suggs and a player Wagner. Um, it's, uh, it's definitely an A plus plus because I don't want to, I don't want to give the same grade that you got. So I'll, I'll, I'll add another plus in there. There you go. <laughs> now we didn't just get that, right? So a lot of, a lot of different things were, were kind of happening. There was a lot of talks about, um, the magic possibly being possibly jumping back into the draft and getting another first round pick. Terrence Ross was kind of in the news a lot or around the, the rumor mill. And several teams were showing interest in Terrence Ross leading up to the draft. And the New York Knicks uh, were rumored to be one of the ones that were making a strong push. And nothing happened. How are you feeling? Do you feel if now adding Jalen Suggs to the mix that could now open up that room to be able to trade Terrence Ross or and or Gary Harris? Like we've been saying all along, I think you have to trade one or the other. Um, I, I think we don't have enough minutes in the team as it is right now to play both of them next season. Um, are the Magic going to get what they want in a trade right now? I don't know. Um, I prefer to keep uh, Terrence Ross if I can. But then again, we, we don't know. We, we don't know what's going to happen. So I think something's going to happen because, again, you have way too many wings and – it's not going to work. If you're going to be playing Harris and Ross over, let's say, RJ Hampton or over Suggs, the fan base is not going to be happy. The same way that we want to see Mobamba play, but yet Vooch was in there, even though we're losing a bunch of games. So I cannot see it the same way. We're not competing. We're not going to, again, make a high seed in the East next season. So why keep, you know, a guy like Harry, Gary Harris that is on an expiring contract or Terrence Ross, if you have a good offer out there, that interests you. So I expect one of them to be gone. How about you? Um, at least at least one of the two. If if I had to choose, I would definitely want to keep Terrence Ross just because um he's he's a positive veteran. He's also your longest tenured Orlando Magic player on your roster. He's the only surviving player from the Rob Hennigan era. Um how you could part ways with them, and then you really have a a brand new era completely. Because at that point, again, you have no more Rob Hennigan era players. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm I'm a fan of Terrence Ross. He's someone that you know you can really tell does enjoy playing for this roster, does enjoy the city, wants to be here long term. Um, I want to say it's a long line. He's a life a lifetime contract. I'm not sure that can be kind of um, uh, declined or or renewed or whatever the case may be. <laughs> 
Um, but no, nah, in all seriousness, I, I would definitely want want him to to stay. But again, if you're if you're gonna make a move, you know, it's not like we. If you want to keep the 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 young players intact, you know, you really don't have a whole lot of options. It's really gonna be between those two, and in regards to be able to send out value. And teams are teams need a player like Terrence Ross. Every Terrence Ross is a is a firecracker off that bench. You know, he's he doesn't need to start. He's not complaining. The minute that you put him in the game, he doesn't care if if you know he didn't have any burn. That dude, the minute that he goes in there, he has the confidence that he's gonna shoot that ball. And he's an he's a great a really, really good shooter, and he would be you know, a, a, a major plus on any team. I just hope that if we do make a trade that we, we send them to a, you know, a team that's in the fight. I would like to see him, you know, in, in the team that is running for the playoffs, because in my opinion, he's, he's a player that definitely deserves it. Yeah. And I think they would, you know, the way they did it with AG Vooch, well, Vooch went to the bulls, which I mean, expected. that was kind of, that was kind of sad. That was semi-sabotaging if we can be honest. True, true. But even then, though, like the Bulls were supposed to be better. They, I don't know what happened. They just went downhill and they couldn't make the playoffs, but they were supposed to make the playoffs. Um, but even Fonia, he went to the Celtics. So I think the Magic always try to do the right thing for their guys. They will try to do the same if they do decide to move uh, Terrence Ross. But another guy that comes to mind, another wing player, is MCW. Last year of his contract, I think $3 million, I think he's making. What do you do with him? Do you keep him? Do you let him go? Because that's another guy that. Again, how do you find minutes for him right now with this core of young guys that, in my opinion, need minutes right away? I, I know that I'm in the minority. I def I would definitely want to keep MCW. It would be a really good <clears throat> financial financial option. It's a player that could play through. Um, we've seen it happen. We've already dealt with injuries, and it's really good to have that type of player in your arsenal. So we'll see what happens. We have the, the NBA free agency coming out uh, right around the corners on Monday, right? Monday. Um, Monday. And today, just today alone, there's already been like three or four trades. So I'm sure that the Orlando Magic are still kind of working their uh, working the phone lines and trying to still figure some things out. I think so, too. I think be- between now and Monday at 6 p.m. when officially Frazier starts, that's when you can expect some moves to happen if we make a move. If you don't see nothing happening by the end of next week, as far as T. Ross, MCW, Harris goes, you pretty much guarantee that they'll be in the roster at that point next season. Now, when it comes to free agency, what do you what are you expecting the Magic to do? Like, what do you have? Do you have expectations? Like, or do you just kind of coast out until until the summer league? Uh, they'll make some. They have to make some moves. They need to fill up the rest of the roster. So they'll they'll make some minor moves. I wouldn't expect them to pick up you know anything major in free agency. Um, a guy that I I read today, Otto Porter, uh, is not asking for a lot of money. He's going to be asking for the mid level exception, which is available to us. And if that's the case, you know, that's a guy that's worth re-signing. You know, the guy that can play defense, can shoot the ball a little bit, is a veteran. Does he want to be a part of this core? I don't know. But if he does want to be a part of it, that's a guy that is interesting. Um, outside of that, shooters. A third-string forward that can shoot a little bit. A small forward that can shoot it a little bit. So give me offense because we have plenty of defense. We have plenty of everything else, it feels like. We just need guys that if they get minutes – they gotta hit the three point ball. That's all. Like that's all I ask. I'll be honest with you. I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not really worried about free agency. I'm. I'm too hyped about the draft. I'm too hyped about summer. Sure. The summer league. Uh, they already announced uh, both are. Uh, excuse me, not both, but 
RJ Hampton, Cole Anthony, Franz Wagner, uh, Jalen Suggs, they're all going to be participating in that summer league. And it's going to be fun to be able to see like the four of them on the court together. Uh, Cole Anthony, especially because this is someone that, you know, was kind of thrown in the fire. Really only has been, what, eight months with the Magic. Hasn't even been a full year yet. Um, didn't get a chance to have the summer league um, experience. So just to kind of see him in there is going to be really, really fun to watch. So I'll hurry up and get done with the free agency. There's not really anyone out there that um, that excites me, I guess, from a free agency standpoint that would really fit with this. Inquiry. I, I mean, then again, I really got to take a look at the list also. But as of right now, I'm more focused on summer league than I am free agency. So Mo Wagner doesn't doesn't catch your attention. You're not excited for us to announce that we've we've resigned him. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm I, it'd be a cool story to have the brothers on on the roster. If I'm him, I'd be upset that he took my jersey number. True. <laughs> um, and I, I don't know. We kind of just kind of switch over from from the Jalen Suggs topic, but uh, just curious. You know, they they obviously showed the their uniforms, and and Jalen Suggs decided that he's going to wear number four. Does that worry you? I when I saw the jersey number, I I had Elfram Payton nightmares. Oh man, no, this is this is gonna make it make you forget about Elfram Payton. I think that's, that's oh, okay. gonna happen with this. Yeah, yeah, no, please don't don't bring me back Good. to those days. No, Good, good, because I had those nightmares kind of haunted me a little bit. Oh yeah. <laughs> now today they also announced that um, where we're we finally fulfilled our assistant coach. Um, uh, we we completed the bench. So if you haven't heard. Um, in addition to the ongoing role of director of player development and quality control, Orlando Magic executive Becky Bonner is expected to join uh, Jamal Mosley on his staff. And in addition to Nate Tibbetts, we've also added Dale Osborne, Caleb Canales. Really hope I said that name right. They'll be filling the remaining two spots on the Orlando's bench. So good to see that we've already completed that. Again, it, it sounds and seems like they really wanted those player development Um and, you know, it's, it's going to be it's exciting to see that that's finally completed just in time for summer league. Yeah. The one thing that catches my attention there, a lot of young guys. Again, I think Osborne is the oldest one, but Canales, is, it's, a, it's a young coach. Um, Becky Bonner is pretty young. Um, Nate Tibbetts is pretty young. So it's a very young coaching staff. Uh, and again, they're all known for development. They all spend time together at some point or another in Portland. Uh, on the Terry Stats, including mostly. So I think it's going to be exciting to see kind of how it all plays out. They they have that, that chemistry already. They know each other. Um, you're just hoping for the best at this point. But other than that, can't tell you much about them other than the fact that they have really good, solid coaching experience, uh, whether it's G League or NBA assistant coaching experience. So we're not getting brand new guys to, to add to the staff. It's guys that know what they're doing and know what we expected of them every single day. Yeah, and then uh, Magic General Manager John Hammond was on 969 The Game today, and he said that the Magic are hoping that Markel Fultz is going to be ready for the beginning of the season, if not shortly after. Is that, are you excited about that? Do you think that's still too soon? What are your thoughts on that? I got to say, it doesn't surprise me at all. Um, I think a few weeks after Markel had the surgery, or maybe a month after, uh, I remember going to Amway and going to the games, and I'll see Markel at the bench without a knee brace, already standing up, cheering for the guys, high-fiving the team after every timeout, which was a shock because one thing about J.I. is he was always wearing the knee brace. No matter what, he was always wearing the knee brace. So 
I don't know if it's just a matter of the fact that Markel healed faster. He feels confident. He's been tackling the rehab faster. I don't know what's going on, but I can see it happening. Um, now, do we need to do that? I don't think so. Uh, I, I wouldn't mind if they wait until November, maybe late November to bring him back. It would be an amazing story if Markel's out there opening night. Like That would be incredible for the fan base. We will be going crazy. But again, play it safe. Um, unless you bring him back on a minute's restriction off the bench, you can say, hey, be the backup point guard for now. We'll get you back to starting lineup later on. But there's no need to risk it. But I'll trust him. If they throw him out there as a starter game opening night, man, like that would be insane. That's for sure. Now, if you're Markel Fultz, I mean, how how are you feeling about the Orlando Magic selecting Jalen Suggs? Are you are you watching your back a little bit? Are you a little worried? I mean, it's <laughs> it's if I'm if I'm him personally, if I'm him, I'm ready to go. For, I'm ready to go this season. Like you've already had to deal with the injury for a good period amount of time. Doctors are saying that you're healthy. The magic, you know how we roll. So if if you're not like 110% healthy, unless your name is Jonathan Isaac and we're in the playoffs in the bubble, you know, we're not going to put you out there. Um, so you would imagine that, you know, he's he's ready to go. Now, the fun thing, well, not necessarily the fun thing, but the great thing is John Hammond was also saying that he 100% envisions uh, Jalen Suggs and Markel Fultz both coexisting on the court together. So from what it sounds like, that's kind of the strategy and the plan going into it. But do you have concerns as Markel Fultz with the Magic selecting um, a guard in the draft with the fifth pick? I mean, I, I don't think you do. It will push him to play harder, to show what he's got, and to really kind of get things going right away when he gets back on the court. Like, he needs to just play the way that he was playing before he got hurt. Um I don't think so. I think that's an understanding in the team. Even when Jalen Sucks spoke about the team and the guys he's joining, he mentioned Markel as being a guy that he wants to play with. Um, Cole Anthony has said a number of times that he can play next to uh, Markel as well. So there's an understanding going on along the team that, hey, we got to earn our spots. And, and I like that. So we have competition every single day in practice and made the better man win. But I, again, the Magic just signed Markel to a, a new contract. We're yeah. committed to him. So the only way I see him and I hope this doesn't happen, kind of giving up on him is if he suffers another injury of some sort or he comes back and he just doesn't look right. Then I can see the Magic saying, hey, you know, we love you, but we got three guys that can play the point guard. We're going to have to move on from you. But I really don't think that's the case, and I really hope that's not the case. I still believe in Markel, and I believe him and Suggs playing together is a perfect fit. Suggs is more of a shooter. He likes to kind of stay out there a little more. Attacks the rim too, but he can shoot it better. Markel, it's all about going to the hoop, that mid-range shot, pick and rolls. So I think they they complement each other really well. I, I still need to get used to the fact that, you know, we're, we're talking about Jalen Suggs and Orlando Magic roster. Like, how did the Raptors allow for that <laughs> to happen? The NBA done messed up, man. No, nah, but in, in training camp is going to be fun. It's going to be fun because there's going to be a lot of competition. Um, the fact that we didn't draft the center in Evan Mobley, we didn't trade up. You know, that takes away that conversation of, um, <clears throat> you know, having to worry about the logjam of Wendell Carter and Mobamba. Now it's just them two. Them two are going to have to go into that training camp and they're going to have to battle it out. And it's a perfect, perfect, perfect opportunity under Mosley, under a brand new coaching staff, that they can really look at this man with a fresh pair of eyes and really see what you have with them. But then at the same time, you also have. You know, Markel Fultz, the now a veteran, former number one draft pick, 
uh, not backing down from nobody. I'm I'm the starting point guard of the Orlando Magic. This is me. You're going to have to take it away from me type attitude. Not that he said that. I'm just talking <laughs> for him. And Jalen Suggs has, that's trying to make a point that he's he's coming in here. He's going to be the leader. This is this is he wants to be able to have, see the raid city. But you all have Cole Anthony. Like this don't back down from nobody either. So just the the young blood in in the competition that they're going to have in training camp, man, it's only going to do so much for these players, and they're going to be able to really really develop. And the fact that you have Mosley kind of leading that ship. It's gonna be so. I'm so excited for this season to start. Like, can we start now? Like, can we can we hurry this up? Like, yeah, I'm, 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 how do you see it all come together? I was doing math in my head today. I'm like, wait, we're two weeks away from summer league, and then after that, we're pretty much a month and a half away from preseason. So I'm like, this is gonna happen quick. So thankfully, this off season it's kind of fast because of we're trying to catch up to to our normal NBA dates. Um, so it's gonna be exciting. It's gonna go by quick. I know it seems like it's a long ways away. Another eight weeks. But it's not, it's not that far, man. It's only about eight weeks before we, we start preseason and training camp. Um, but I'm like you, man. I, I can't wait to see what this team looks like on the court. No coach, faster pace. But you keep forgetting RJ Hampton, which in my opinion is... How do I second, forget RJ Hampton? Second or third best young guy we have right now, in my opinion. Like This dude has been working his butt off this offseason. I believe we're going to be shocked when we see that kid play next season for us. A little bit taller more confident, knowing the team better now, he's going to go out there and ball out. And I think, again, I see him as a small forward now, though. I don't think he's going to be a shooting guard, point guard. So he's fine. He'll and and that, was, that was always the vision. That was always yep. the vision. When we when we initially made the trade, um, you know, Jeff Wellman said that he envisioned RJ playing um, the small three position. Um, and when, when we saw him at the Amway yesterday, um, he was with Wendell Carter, and he... I mean, it might have been the angle. It's not like we were right next to him or anything, but from a distance, you know, he definitely looked like he was six foot seven. He did. He looked taller. I mean, even from last season, I don't know. I kept saying, like, wait, he's six four. He looks a little bit taller than that. I, even when the season ended. So I believe it. Whether six six, six seven, whatever it may be, tall enough to play the small forward. That's all I care about. Yeah, man. That we will hundred percent have by far the funnest youngest most you know how they normally come out with like the list of of best future team or best whatever bleacher report be coming out with i swear that if i don't see our names on any one of those lists we're gonna have issues i'm writing people emails we're gonna have uh jake fisher on our one of our episodes really soon so we'll talk to him about it yeah we're gonna make sure that he he puts a good word in there for us because we have to be top three top four in the nba as far as excitement for for the young core that we have yeah so august 9th will be the first day of the summer league um where we take on against the golden state warriors that's going to be that's going to be a fun game to watch you're looking at the Suggs versus kaminga um and your boy moses moody um how did golden state warriors end up with kaminga and moody see i wanted those guys happen? in orlando I got them as my backup team. When I watch Steph play, I can still see how they do with, with the Warriors. So I'm happy no matter what. Like It worked out for me. How? Like, how? How? My goodness. But you know what's funny? I was listening to a, a Warriors podcast just to see their perspective on things. You shouldn't, they thought you, about. Shouldn't do, you shouldn't do those things, Al. I have listen, to. I want to see what Warriors they think. Podcast and message <laughs> with your brain. But wait, you know what's funny? They are not happy with the fact they drafted Kaminga. They wanted Franz Buckner. They wanted Wagner at Who seven. Did? 
Who the, did? The guys that do the, the the Warriors podcast. Yeah, because they wanted someone that... Be, so, the issue with Kaminga is that he was one of the youngest players in the draft. He's another project. I think I think I read it somewhere. I can't remember. Might have been um, Mike Schmidt. Mike Schmidt. But they were saying that the first thing that he would do with Kaminga is have this man just watch nothing but Jalen Brown videos, yep. and get him to really follow that mode of, or excuse me, that mold of development. It's going to take him time to get better. And I think that that's that's the the even though Kaminga was somebody that I wanted at eight that with Franz Wagner, he's someone that is able to make an immediate impact right now. Like now. And that's the thing. I think we, we were there on Amway wishing, you know, man, like let's let Kaminga go to eight. That was going to be an amazing draft. A plus, 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 if that would have happened in our eyes. But again, after stepping back and, and playing things out, Wagner's a guy that can play now. Kaminga may need a year or two to be ready. And he may be a better player down the line. I'm not saying no. But right now, it seems like the Warriors who want to win a championship, would have rather have a guy like Wagner over Kaminga, which made me feel better about what we did. Yeah. And then um, Alex Kennedy from uh, basketballnews.com, uh, he just reported that Janice Timma will play in the Orlando Magic, will play for the Orlando Magic in the summer league, which if you remember um, Janice Timma, he was the uh, player that we ended up um, obtaining the draft rights back in 2015. And then we just never saw him. Forget about him. Just <laughs> Stayed in nationally. It's like the ghost of Fran Vasquez. Yeah. Oh, God. Let's not go back there. Yeah. So we got uh, preseason coming up in October 10th. And, you know, it may have felt like this draft was going by really, really slow. But, man, that, that October is going to come around really, really quick. Um, but all in all, man, if you you got to be super excited about this draft. Really, really. It sounds a little cheesy. Jeff Woman says all the time. But it is an exciting day. For the Orlando <laughs> Magic, it really is that I embody that. Um, He's getting to you. He's getting to you. <laughs> yo, it's it's like a. He got me. He got me. I'm I'm speaking the same language. I'm speaking the same language. Um, now something that I did also read real quick, and I wanted to add this in there. I wish I would have added it earlier, but um, we'll do it now. That part of the reason why the Toronto Raptors did pass on um, Jalen Suggs was for the simple fact that. You know, he had a really bad workout for the Raptors. If that's and the case, thank you. I'm glad he he, he did it on purpose. He tanked. He was like, thank he went. He's like, listen, I suck. He couldn't hit a layup. He couldn't hit a free throw. Thank he you. wanted to play in Orlando. You saw his reaction, by the way, he, when the Raptors picked Barnes. No, I didn't. So he jumped up and started clapping because he was happy for Scotty Barnes. No. Come to Orlando. <laughs> See, this is how stories are created, Al. He was happy for his boy, Scotty. <laughs> that, got, that got drafted to cold out of the country, Toronto. Sure, sure. Or Let's Tampa. Are they playing in Toronto or Tampa? I think it'll be Toronto at this point. But then again, COVID keeps getting worse again. So who knows? Yeah, yeah. Jalen Suggs, Franz Wagner, Magic did a really good job. Um definitely consider ourselves winner al final thoughts final thoughts with different one today it's going to be to our listeners and our audience check out orlando magic hq instagram account we have a giveaway so we again got our brand new rookie jalen suggs we're giving away i'm guessing you're going to want his jersey over 
Frank Franz Wagner. I'm not sure if you, if you do. There's nothing wrong with Franz Wagner's jersey. The 21 does look nice. But I'm gonna I'm gonna guess whoever wins is gonna want Jalen Sucks. But if you don't, you can choose Wagner as well. Not a problem. But either way, you can get one of the jerseys and the 2021 NBA Draft uh, Orlando Magic hat. Um, all you need to do is make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube channel. You're following us on Instagram, and you tag two friends on the post. If you do that, you're entering into the contest. We're going to choose the winner on Monday afternoon. So, again, what a better way to start this brand new season than to have a free jersey and a free hat. Um, so, again, if you haven't seen the post, check out Orlando Magic HQ Instagram account. The post is there for you. Absolutely. And then also don't forget to check out um, our YouTube channel. You're, if you're watching on YouTube, you're already there. Um, we're going to be releasing uh, reaction videos for um, uh, Franz Wagner as well as Jalen Suggs and, and their past season in college. On that note, thank you so much for listening. It's a wrap. Jalen Suggs. Crazy. Number five. Let's go. See you guys next week. Thank you for listening to the Ozone Podcast, the voice of magic fans. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Ozone Pod. And remember to subscribe and leave a five-star review on all your favorite podcast listening platforms.